dear uh, brothers and sisters, and as we all gather together uh, in our own homes in different parts of the world, uh, this time uh, when we are home, when we are not going to work, uh, when we are unable to go outside, is a time to reflect on ourselves. Uh, this is a time where we have a lot of time in which we can focus on what is really good for us. You know, when you look at ourselves, uh, most of us think of us ourselves as being the physical body. And thinking of ourselves as the physical body, uh, we're always uh, trying to glorify the body. We try to do those things which are going to be beneficial for the body. And, and then, uh, as life gets busier and busier and busier, and as we start to get involved in other activities, uh, either making money or going to work or uh, doing whatever uh, we are doing, uh, we find that our attention from the basics uh, gets removed because we are caught up in whatever activities uh, we are doing. So today, uh, since we are all facing this virus all around the globe, uh, we've all been told that uh, washing hands is very important. So we should wash our hands for at least 20 seconds every time we wash them. And then as we start to think about it, you know, our parents always taught us to wash our hands before we eat, after we eat, uh, when we get dirty, when we come home from outside. Uh, those are things that we learned when we were very young. But then with time we forget them because we get caught up in the motion of existence. And as life goes by, some of the basic things which are important are forgotten. Today we are also told, like, uh, if we have to sneeze, if we get a cold and if we sneeze, we should make sure we sneeze into a handkerchief or into our sleeve. But most people generally would, sleep, would sneeze in their hands. And today we realize that if we sneeze in our hands, uh, you know, those bacteria might go to whatever we touch and can... Uh, get to affect the lives of others. So things that we learned when we were very little, because when we were small, we were always told that when we had to sneeze, we had to sneeze into a handkerchief. And today, in many parts of the world, very few people are using handkerchiefs. Uh, when I was little, everyone used to have carry a handkerchief in their pocket, but not anymore. And so things change with time. And then as we stay in our homes, and as we look at what is important today uh, to stay away from this virus, to not have this virus spread, and uh, to not catch it ourselves, and not if we have it, not to let it go to anyone else, we realize some of the things that we have been told is, are, are those things that we forget with time. You know, another thing is good hygiene. I remember when we were little, we were always told that, <coughs> you know, you have the 32 teeth in your mouth, so make sure you brush them very nicely. So hygiene is good. But how many times do we brush it? We go in a rush and we go and we go. And we say we're done. And, and so now as we have more time, I think more of us are focusing on, on the hygiene, to keep better hygiene, to make sure that things are disinfected. And, and just the basic things of life are being learned by us. Similarly, it's a question of what we eat. This is a time when everyone's been asked to be healthy, to be strong, to get your immunity up, uh, to focus 
into the food that we are eating to focus into exercising well so we would be strong. And so as we, as we look at our physical side and as we spend time in that arena, another side of us which is important that we also focus on as we grow is our uh, intellectual side or mental side. You know, as we grow, as the child grows, it learns. It learns about the culture from its parents. It learns about how to eat from its parents. And then as the child gets big, as it starts to go to school, starts to learn languages, and starts to learn uh, sciences, and, and history, and geography, and maths, and all kinds of things so that the child would be well-groomed to live their life properly in this world. So we are always enhancing our intellect. And so as we are in our homes today, uh, this is also a good time to enhance our intellect. We can learn new traits. Uh, you know, we can use uh, audios and DVDs to enhance our capabilities. Uh, we can even uh, venture into different hobbies and uh, creative activities. And so this is a time in which we can focus our attention that arena. But the most important area which we generally neglect is the spiritual side. Many of us don't think about it because we think, you know, to be spiritual is to, you know, think about things when you get old. This is what old people do. But little do we realize that when we come to this world, you know, our time is limited. We might be in the physical body for 50 years, 60 years, 80 years, 100 years. But that time is still limited. It looks like a lot of time, but time just ticks away, tick, 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 and it's passing. And so, if we don't make use of the time when we are young, if we think we'll make use of time when we get old, then we realize that what we want to achieve, we can't achieve. And there's this very interesting story about uh, a young man and so a saint happened to pass by in that town. So the young man, along with other people, uh, went <clears throat> to see the saint. So he heard the saint speak. And so the saint asked a question. He said, uh, uh, would you like to know God? So the young man said, uh, not now. Mm -hmm. You know, I am uh, studying for my final exams. And when I get my exams done, then I want to get a job. And, and when I get a job, I want to be a little settled, and then I want to get married. And so when I'm married, then I'll have a lot of time, then I'll think about God. So a few years went by, and the saint happened to come back into the same town again. And the same young man went there, and by now, he graduated, he had a nice job, he was making a lot of money, he was married. And so the saint asked him, do you want to know about God? He said, uh, you know, I'm so busy. Uh, I, I've been married for a while now. Uh, you know, I've got a lot of pressure. Everyone's telling me I should have children. And so I want to have some kids. So let me have the kids and then I'll think about God. So a few years go by and the saint happens to come back to town again. And uh, the young man comes to see the saint again. And the saint asks him, well, now are you ready to see God or meet God? And the young man says, Oh, I got children now, we have to take care of them, I have to educate them. And let me get them settled and then I'll think about God. And time goes by and the children get married. And then the saint 
comes back many years later, and this young man is now getting older. He goes to see um, the saint, and the saint asks him one time again, "Are you now ready to to know about God?" And he said, "Oh, you know, now I I'm just waiting for the grandchildren. Let the grandchildren come, and then uh, I'll be ready to know God." And so a few years go by, and by the time the saint comes the next time, this person has had grandchildren. But by then, uh, physically, something's gone wrong with him. He's got a fatal illness, and and then he has very little time. And so when the saint asks him, "Do you want to know about God?" and he says, "Yes," the time that he has to know God is very limited. So we should not wait till we get to hear from the doctors that we are fatally ill, that the end of our life is coming, and then think about God. The time to think about God is now, not tomorrow, not day after tomorrow, not next week, not next month, not next year. It's now, because this is the best time to know God. Especially these days, when we are all in our own homes, we have much more time to think about ourselves. We have much more time to know God. We need to understand what this life is all about. All of us live at the level of our physical senses. We think that what we see and what we hear and what we assimilate in our being through our other senses is all there is. And and so we start to maneuver our life in this world in which we live. So Sandarshan Singh Ji Maharaj, who wrote much about the spiritual way, who wrote much about life in many of his verses, in one of his verses is telling us. What is this life all about? What is happening to us as we experience our senses? And so, in this verse, this is a prayer to God to to reveal to us what the secret of this existence is. And so, Sandarshan Singh Ji Maharaj, I will translate uh, his verse into English. He's saying this world may be no more than a continuing dream. So he's he's telling us that the life that we live is a dream. It's a continuous dream. One day after the next, after the next, after the next. It's a dream. And what happens when we are dreaming? Every time we are dreaming, we feel it's real. I'm sure many of you would have had dreams. And so whenever you have a dream, you you feel that what you are dreaming about is totally real. Now, if good things are happening to you, if you're meeting your loved ones, if you're enjoying the dream and good things happen, you're very happy. And then when you get up, you said, "Oh, why did that dream get away?" But if bad things are happening and you're fearful, then you want the dream to be cut down. And as soon as you're out of it, you feel very good. <coughs> so a dream. And when we stay in a dream, everything seems to be real. So Sandarshan Singh Ji Maharaj here is telling us that this whole life that we lead is a continuous dream. That what we experience through these eyes, which puts impression into a retina, and what we experience in our being, and what we hear through our ears, we take to be real. But we should realize that there is much more to life than that we experience through these senses. 
you know, through these senses, we see other things that are made of matter. Through the senses, we hear what are the frequencies that our ears are made to hear. We smell uh, what smells uh, we can smell. We taste the kind of food that we can taste. And there's a feeling of touch. There's so many senses in the body. You touch air, you feel something. You touch air, you feel something. If it's hard, you feel it hard. If it's soft, you feel it soft. So, so these are the inputs that are coming into our being. But these are all coming from this uh, world, the physical world. But saints have said that beyond the physical is the astral, beyond the astral is the causal, beyond that is the supercausal, beyond which is such kind of the region of all truth. That these regions are occurring concurrently with this physical region of us. Now as an example, if you want to understand it a little better, uh, you all have televisions in your home, and these days you all have remote controls. Now when you push your remote control, you get one channel to come in based on whatever frequency you're tuning into. It could be a news channel, it could be a sports channel, it could be a movie channel, it could be a general channel with like plays and all kinds of things happening there. Now all of those channels, all those frequencies are coming at the same time from different, different uh, TV stations. Now whichever one you tune into is the one you watch. So similarly, just like right now, our attention is in so many things. Like, like we would be interested in the physical body, we're interested in our mental capabilities, we're interested in enhancing our intellect, we're interested in learning new things, we want to explore the world. So our attention is all kinds of things. Okay. And along with that, when we are doing all of these things, there's a channel of God which is also running. The God is there at all times with us. And God is within us and God is not on the outside. We just need to tune into God. And the channel of God goes 24 hours a day, 366, 365 days a year. And it's going all the time. And there's no breakdown, there's no stoppage of this for 2 or 3 hours uh, to regroup. The channel goes on 24 hours a day. And, and what we experience within are the two primal manifestations of God, that being the divine light and the divine sound of God. Because this Shabd, which, which brought all creation to being, whether it's called the Shabd or the Holy Word or the Naam, like this is what brought all creation to being. This is reverberating within each and every one of us. And we can experience it. It's not on the outside. We don't need any TVs, we don't need any special equipment. God has given us all that we need to experience the channel of God. We all have here, between and behind the two eyebrows, a single eye, a third eye, the Dasmadwar, the Shivnetra, the Nukta, it's a Veda. These are different names in different languages for this opening, which opens not into the world outside, but into the regions within, which opens into the spiritual regions. So if we are to collect our sensory currents here at this seat of the soul, we could be uplifted with help and guidance into the regions beyond. And so, <clears throat> Sandarshan Singh Ji Maharaj, here through this verse is saying, this world may be no more than a continuing dream. So he's telling us that what we think to be real is a dream. Because there's, it's a reflection of the divine regions within. There's much more that we can experience. 
you know, in the old times, uh, many of you know uh, that to listen to audios, uh, <coughs> we should have this disc. And then the sound would come in mono. So it just comes from one direction. And, and that used to sound good. And then came stereo. And when stereo came, you can hear the sound from both sides. It felt much better. And then came surround sound. And it felt even much better. So, so things are there. Okay? And so we can get to higher states of consciousness. Right now we're only focused into our physical consciousness. But we can get into spiritual consciousness. We can, we can experience uh, our soul. The physical consciousness is only making us experience the body. Mental consciousness will make us experience our mental capabilities, our mind and our intellect. But it's our spiritual consciousness that we can experience as we focus our attention on our soul, on our spirit. It's the soul that gives us life. And so if we only remain focused in the physical arena, some Darshan Singh Maharaj saying, that's just, that just like a dream. Because we need to break away from it. And when we break away from the dream, when we awaken from the dream, we realize it was a dream. And then says, oh, it was a dream, let's go. So when we start to experience ourselves, not at the level of the body, but not at the level of our mind or intellect, but at the level of our soul, then we say, oh, that didn't make any sense. This is the reality. And that reality can be experienced by each and every one of us. So Sandarshan Singh Maharaj is saying, this world may be no more than a continuing dream, but grant to Darshan the realization of life's true objective. So he's making a prayer to God. He's saying, Oh God, please reveal to me what is the life all about? That, that, that I can realize what is life's true objective. Over the years, saints and mystics, whenever they've come into the world, they've all exhorted us to know God. They've all told us that this life is given for us to realize ourselves and then to realize God. To realize that we're not the body, we're not the mind, we're not the intellect, that in reality we are soul. And that soul is a part of God. And being a part of God is full of the love and light of God. And, and all of our scriptures are saying that those who love are the ones who, who find God. And so it's a question of having love for God within ourselves. It's a question of experiencing the love of God. And the, and the love of God would be experienced as we go within. Because God is not in the sky upstairs. God is within each and every one of us. So when we sit in silence, whether you call it meditation or paying with attention or inversion, we are able to tune into this channel of God. As we collect our sensory currents here at the seat of the soul, we are uplifted into a region of divine light, into a region of divine sound. Lights like we have never experienced before. Lights which are so much more brighter and so much more fulfilling than any lights we see on the world outside or anything else that we see on the world outside. And then sounds that are so enchanting that all the sounds of the world outside just pale in comparison. So we can have that experience. And as we have that experience, we are then experiencing the flights of our soul. We're able to soar from the physical through the spiritual regions and find the merger of our soul in God. 
God is equally available to each and every one of us. Every human being has been given the single or the third eye. <laughs> this gateway is not opening into the world outside. You know, through our eyes we see the world outside, through our ears we hear the sounds outside, through other senses. We are only experiencing that which is of the physical world. But this single or third eye, this opens into the regions beyond. This opens into the spiritual arena. So when we collect our sensory currents there, then with help and guidance we are uplifted in the regions beyond. And we start to experience ourselves not at the physical level, not at our mental level, not at our emotional level, but at our spiritual level. And, and as we start to experience ourselves, at our spiritual level. It is then that the true purpose for which we have been given this human body starts to get fulfilled. This human body is a vehicle which has been given to our soul. It's our soul which is having a physical experience. Many people think, oh, meditation is, ha is having a spiritual experience of the physical body. In reality, we are soul, we're not the body. The body, they're just for you know, 50, 60 or 100 years. It's a vehicle. In reality, it's our spirit, it's our soul which is having a physical experience. And so we need to go and start to have spiritual experiences as we are in the physical body because God has provided us with this mechanism to experience ourselves at the spiritual level while being in the physical body. So meditation is not negating life. Actually, it's being more alive. It's to connect with, with a real self. It's to experience the two primal manifestations of God, that being the divine light and the divine sound of God. And we can have that experience as we go within. We can have that experience as we sit in silence. We can have that experience as we still the body and we still the mind. So the key is to be able to quieten ourselves. You know, whenever someone is talking, then they are only saying what they know. You can only talk about what you know. So when you talk, you're not gaining any knowledge. It's when we listen that we gain. When someone else is talking, then we can gain something. Even if we might know what they're saying, maybe there's something new that comes out and we gain. So it's in listening that we receive. When we're talking, we're not gaining anything. And so meditation is a means of receiving. It's a means of quietening ourselves. We quieten the body, because if the body is not quiet, our attention goes into the world outside. So we find a quiet place to meditate. If the place is quiet, our sense of hearing would be withdrawn. When we sit, we make sure no part of our body touches anyone else. At least in this day and age, we are in isolation, so we should be at least six to ten feet away. So as you sit in your home, make sure you're far away. So no part of your body touches someone, so your sense of touch is withdrawn. We're definitely not going to eat as we meditate, so sense of taste is withdrawn. There's no need to make the area more spiritual. God has created this whole creation. Every place is spiritual. Every place is holy. So there's no need to light incenses or fragrances to make it more spiritual. So sense of smell is withdrawn. And we close our eyes to withdraw our sense of sight. So finding a quiet place, sitting down, closing our eyes, we can withdraw all of our senses. As soon as we close our eyes, we're bombarded by thoughts. Thoughts about the past, thought about what happened yesterday, thought about the future, thought 
thought about what plans we have for dinner tomorrow or what appointments we have. Any thought that we get is a distraction. So the saints have said, the thoughts come from the mind. Let's focus the mind on God. And so we repeat a name of God. We focus the mind on God. Now we don't repeat it with the tongue of our, <clears throat> with our tongue, because if we repeat it with our tongue, then our ears would hear, hear it, we would be distracted. So we repeat God's name by the tongue of a thought, mentally, so that there's no sound coming out. So our mind is focused on God. And as our mind is focused on God, and the body is quietened, then the mind does not have the energy to send thoughts to us. So it's in that state, when our body is quiet and the mind is not able to send thoughts to us, then in the darkness lights float forth. In the beginning it looks like circles of light, light flashes of light, lights of various colors uh, coming and going. But with time, to us it seems as if the lights are stabilized. So what is happening is the light of God is within each and every one of you. When you concentrate, you experience the light. When you are <coughs> distracted, you experience darkness. So with time, as the concentration gets more and more and more, you see the lights more and more and more, and then you go beyond the lights to experience many, many other wisdom. A sky, sky full of stars, in a moon, in a sun, and many, many other wisdoms open up. So when we focus our attention in the middle of whatever we experience, uh, the light that we experience just just fills each pore of our being with love, with the love of God. And it's in that state that we start to find the closeness of God. So let us meditate for a few minutes. Uh, please sit as comfortably as you can. Uh, close your eyes very gently, just like you close them when you go to sleep. The eyeball should be focused right in front of you. Focus 8 or 10 inches in front of you. And as you close your eyes, uh, those of you who have been initiated in the mysteries of the beyond, please do your simran. And those of you who are new here, uh, please repeat any name of God that you feel comfortable with. This repetition of God's name should be done mentally and not out loud. I pray to God Almighty in the three great masses of the past century, Hazur Baba Savan Sindhi Maharaj, Paranasan Kapal Sindhi Maharaj, and the gracious master Sandarshan Sindhi Maharaj, to help each and every one of us connect with the divine power within and to experience the divine light in its effulgence. I will be sitting for a few minutes. I'll be getting out of this military state. And my best wishes are with each and every one of you. Uh, I'm just going to say a few words in Hindi and put uh, many people who've been uh, listening to this broadcast uh, before in Hindi and put them 